Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. Recording in the Red Sea Radio Intergalactic Studios stationed in College Station, Texas. It's great to be here with you today. The best news of today is that Producer Sam is back. What's up, Producer Sam? Guess he's back. Back again. Sammy's back. Tell your friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sam, um, the last episode, for people that, that didn't hear it, go listen to episode 87 of the podcast. It might be the second greatest show I've ever done. In my opinion, it's the second greatest show in the show's history. Because Sam wasn't here. And these are the types of jokes that happened (laughs) while Sam wasn't here. But um, essentially, long story short, uh, the story of last week's episode. Sam wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Sam is my rock and my guide. Mm -hmm. And I was here for five and a half hours, not editing, just recording. Because I went through all of the stages of grief last week. (laughs) I have the stages of grief uh, pulled up right here. Uh, stage one, shock. Initial paralysis at hearing bad news. Like, I knew that you were going to be here, but the bad news sunk in when I got here and you weren't here. Right. In the studio, there's a very small floor. I laid on said floor for about an hour and a half before I did anything. Oh. I did an interview. I laid on the floor again for about another hour, playing games on my phone, pretending, you know, every now and then, like doing some show prep, that sort of thing. Complete shock. Denial all around it. It's like, Sam, I, 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 I think she's going to come. I think she's going to make it, <laughs> knowing that you're in Dallas. She might make it. Anger. That came out on the show. Sam's the worst. I don't like Sam. <laughs> I, I heard some of this. You did. Then I did some bargaining. I'm like, okay, maybe I can find another person to come in. Josh, Josh. I found Josh in the bathroom. Josh could come and, and be on, on the show. And then depression. I was just very sad, and I was sad that you were, that you were gone again. Then I started testing the waters because... I can say things when you're not around that I can't say when you are around. Right. And then finally, I just accepted it. Me and Josh did a great show together. (laughs) I've noticed that every time I'm not here, Josh is here, I think. He doesn't like you. He didn't want me to say anything. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. Or maybe he's like trying to get my job. I don't think he wants that job. We'll find out later what you get paid for this. So- what you listened to the first segment, which I called my ode to you, it, you it had a, a mix of 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 uh, just missing you and a mix of just throwing barbs at you. What did you think? It's true. There was a lot of that. I was actually working as I was listening to it, like a normal radio show that we do where I work while you talk. Um, and there were times that it was like I would look over to my right because that's normally where you are <laughs> and you weren't there <laughs> to give you eyes like, what are you doing over there, buddy? <laughs> So yeah, that's the story. Go listen to it. Podcast number 87. You can find it for Tay Catholic on, on iTunes podcast or wherever you find your podcast. So here's what I want. Well, we have a great show today. Another great show. Sam, we might actually have a good show with you around today. Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. So uh, second segment, Pittsburgh's okayest priest is going to come on the show. Mm. Father Anthony, who I met through Twitter and Xbox Live, is going to be today's guest. Hilarious. Hilarious. He's got a, he's got one episode of one podcast that he did. <laughs> it's just him yelling. I, I He challenges me for a Forte Catholic. Like, he just yells throughout the entire podcast. Lots of yelling. Lots and lots of yelling. Uh, he's going to be on the show. And then uh, one of our newest Patreon supporters, Brian, is going to come back on the show 
in the final segment. We're going to talk for quite some time, play a new game for Sam. That's where we're going to spend the We're going to play a time. new game? Yeah, oh yeah. I, you're you're going to love it. Oh, no. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, you should be. Great. So here's what I want to do. Sam, you know that I love podcasts. I absolutely love listening to podcasts. I'm listening to them all the time, you know, like while working, while driving, while like playing, like even like while playing video games. I'm playing a video game that I don't need to hear the sound on. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to podcasts the whole time. And I found a new one a, a few, just a few weeks ago, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. So it's not a like Catholic podcast. It's, it's a history podcast. And history is my favorite subject in, in school. Uh, and what he does is he goes and relooks at other stories from history. The first episode just absolutely grabbed me, and I, I talked a little bit to you about this because it made he's a, a non-practicing Jew secularist, and so like he's not sharing this podcast to have some great spiritual insight. But I had probably one of my greatest personal spiritual insights I've ever had in my life listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. and. He talks about this this term called moral licensing. Have you heard of this? Uh, just a little bit from what we've kind of talked about, but not really too much. Right. Yeah. So I, I had never heard it before I listened to the podcast, and I think you hadn't heard it until we spoke a little bit about it. And it, this is an episode one called The Lady Vanishes. You could check it out. I, I like the podcast a lot. He says a few things that I'm like, that's kind of odd. But for the most part, he, he makes me think. And that's what I love about this podcast. Some like my sports podcast, my video games podcast, I listen to for entertainment. I listen to some religious podcasts to help grow spiritually. This one makes me think. Uh, whether I agree with them or disagree with them on stuff, it it I'll listen to it and I'll be thinking about it all day. And it just gives me like fodder for thinking, fodder, and then and this one fodder for prayer. This idea of moral licensing. So uh, he shares two stories. One of the United States when Barack Obama was being elected, how a lot of times, or it was like one of these big things, it's like, oh, we have our first African-American president. We we did it as a society that had slavery for hundreds of years and had um, non-equality between races for so long. It's like, look at us. We did it. We elected a black president. Uh, and it, you can see what has happened since. Like racism is even more prevalent today than it, th- at, at least in the public sphere. What we see, what we know is more prevalent since he took office. And then in the last couple of years, since he's left, uh, it's become even more of an issue. A similar thing that I didn't know about, like I live in America. I saw a lot of that happen. Similar thing in Australia, their first, they elected their first female prime minister a few years, a few years back as well. And it was a t- in that state, like most places across the world, non-equality between men and women. And it's like, oh, look at us. We feel good. We elected the first woman president. And this moral licensing says like, oh, I did something good. I, I voted for the first female prime minister or for those people that voted for the first black president. It's like, look at me. I'm not racist. I'm not uh, biased on gender. So then you, it's like this feel good about yourself. So then it kind of, you kind of give yourself a little license, a little leeway. It's like, oh, it, you know, if I voted for this person, if I voted for Barack Obama, I'm not racist. I proved it by putting it on that ballot. So now if I say something racist or say something a little off color, 
it's fine, right? Like I voted for Obama. Like I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not racist. <laughs> and so essentially, this moral licensing is: I did something good in the past. It could be one moment of vote. Like in those two cases, it's a vote. And so I don't have to do anything. I can kind of skirt the line a little bit now. So I started thinking about this for my prayer life because I started listening to this podcast maybe a week or two after our staff retreat. So we go on staff retreat, big time of community and prayer. Like those are the two biggest things that we're trying to do on that retreat. I prayed for a couple hours every day, which isn't normal. That's what I do on on retreats, right? A couple hours every day. And then on, on one day, we had like a silent day. So it was like over five hours. And like, that's the most I'll do all year in a day, right? <laughs> uh, so prayer life's great coming off the retreat. And this happens to a lot of people. You have a great retreat experience and then you start kind of fading off. And I think part of it, at least for me, and I, and I would think for a lot of people listening, driving in the car, it's like, oh, I prayed a lot last week. Like, I don't need to pray all that much today. I got to get skirt by just kind of on the bare minimum. It's like, oh, I prayed five hours at the retreat three or four weeks ago. I don't need to go deep in my relationship with Jesus today. Mm. Or even for me, it's like, I did so much to grow in holiness in college. I was in adoration for an hour almost every day for like a whole Lent. And then even most of college, I was probably in adoration for at least 30 minutes to an hour most days. It's like, oh, I, I was so holy then. Like, I'm good now. Like, now I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a father. I have kids. I have jobs. I've got a radio show. I'm traveling to do speaking stuff. It's like, I've got a lot going on. I did a lot of good stuff in the past. I don't need to focus on my prayer now. I don't need to make the moral decision now. Uh, and, and I've just been wrestling with that because it's, a, it's something that an insight into myself that I had never thought of. I always wondered, like, why, do I, why am I struggling with my prayer around these times? Why am I not having the desire to pray? And I think more times than not, it's because I'm struggling with like, oh, I'm good. I filled up the bank. I did my holy thing a week, a year, 10 years ago. I don't need to continue growing. But obviously that's not the call of of God. The call of God is continual relationship, continuing to be with him day in and day out. So it's been a challenge to me. I hope that makes sense to you. Uh, and maybe uh, hit you a little bit like it hit me to inspire your prayer. We'll be right back with Father Anthony from Twitter. You're going to love it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a message from Definitely Not Taylor. If you are listening to the show, you should totally rate it and subscribe to it on iTunes. To rate it, go to the iTunes Podcasts app on your phone, search for Tay Catholic, scroll down to Review, give five stars, write that you like the show, and then move on with your day. Enjoy the rest of the show. Come on, people, if y'all go rate the show, I'll take that terrifying, terrifying in-between segments little commercial out. I promise. Go rate the show. It helps. Thanks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. Today's guest, literally the last thing he told me before we got on the air 
was that this is a huge favor that he is doing to me. He is going to take the show to new heights. And for some odd reason, I believe him. Because when this silly priest from Pittsburgh tweets, for some reason people listen and they continue to retweet, to like, and to follow this guy. Father Anthony Sharapa, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing really well. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate it. It's not any better than your introduction on Twitter. Your tagline is Pittsburgh's okayest priest. So what does that mean to you? I know what it means to me. So basically for my ordination, um, a friend got me this mug and I was the deacon at their wedding. And so it has me doing a blessing over them. It's all very nice. It was very touching. And that's the part of the mug I saw first. And they're like, oh, turn it around. And I turned it around and said, world's okayest priest. And I thought that was great. <laughs> so I figured, you know what? For Twitter, uh, I don't know every priest in the world, but I know pretty much all the priests in Pittsburgh, and I am definitely the okayest among them. So if there are 201 priests, you are number 101. You are number 101. No, you are number Right wait, in the middle. How does that yep, work? You're, ha- you're one and a half priests somewhere in the mid-hundreds. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, I started following you like literally everyone else on on Twitter. We call it's this weird thing. Catholic Twitter. Everybody thinks it's a different app. It's not. It's just a Catholic community within Twitter. And you are currently actually I saw this right before coming on the air. You're in the running for for an award for like funniest Catholic person on Twitter. How's that going for you? Yeah, it's going well. Um, Not much. I mean, it's it's funny because I have a lot of followers, but a lot less because not just my funny tweets, but my holy tweets. I personally think uh, Father Dan at Frockadan is actually funnier than me. If it wasn't for him, I'll say this now, if it wasn't for him, I would not tweet about wrestling. I was secretly a wrestling fan, but he started tweeting about wrestling. I was like, man, this guy is great. He's a priest. So he really took my Twitter game to the next level, knowing that kind of freedom you could have. That being said, I'm going to beat him, so. So John Paul II said that freedom is not being able to do whatever you want to, but doing what you ought. You absolutely should not be tweeting about wrestling. Wrestling is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you. You think that's bad? I have preached about wrestling. I preached about WrestleMania uh, the week before Holy Week, and it was excellent. Uh, okay, you have to give us the 30-second synopsis, because we can't just leave that alone. What? How do you tie yes, in WrestleMania yes. so to a hobby? WrestleMania weekend has become this huge thing. People take... You know, uh, their vacation days, there's a bunch of stuff going on on the weekend. They go to this seven-hour-long show, and they're, like, devoted to this. I'm like, but then sometimes Catholics feel like, oh, I can't go to all the Holy Week stuff, or, oh, the vigil's really long. I'm like, there are literally people who watch seven hours of wrestling. Can't we spend, like, two hours with Jesus? Like, can we do that? So that was the gist of it. And it's all fake. We have the real body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Eucharist. And they're, very true. they're just, they're not even, it's not even real. It's all staged. It's very, 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 very dumb. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we can disagree on, on wrestling, but agree that that was a good homily. So I want to talk about something else you that go. you have done. Cause one of the things that we're going to be talking about is the things that you have done most likely for the first time in the eternal priesthood. Jesus started the priesthood, uh, give or take 2,000 years ago, and there were, you know, snapshots of it and precursors of it in the Old Testament. So it's, it's been around for a while, and I think you have been the first priest to do a certain amount of things. Number one, 
at least for me personally, you were the first priest that I ever played Fortnite with. Yeah. Uh, I feel like other priests have done this, um, but uh, I'm definitely the okayest priest at Fortnite, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know who this person is, but it looked it, someone replied to my tweet about to you about yeah. us playing Fortnite. We got a win. That was exciting. We got a win together. Yeah, and uh, we also did very bad together at, at other times. And I, it was another uh, priest. So the whole like seminarians and stuff wearing the priest things it's very confusing so i don't know if he's a it priest or a seminarian yeah. but uh, somebody replied that uh, you were very bad but i was like actually we were both pretty bad but the win was yeah. exciting so yep. that was absolutely a first for me i had never played i don't think any video games online with a priest and it was it was me you and a couple of my stupid friends and we were we were playing and it was an absolute blast all because of twitter and we actually yes. booked this interview over Xbox Live. So like for those that don't know it's like how like while you're playing games online you can talk to people over this service and we booked this interview on our headsets while playing Fortnite together. That's a first in Forte Catholic history. Yeah, that's I mean really it shows it's a really magical time to be alive. There's a lot of darkness in the world, there's a lot of struggle, but you know what? There's a lot of good stuff too. You know I have bad days, but you know what keeps me going? Booking guests from Twitter while playing Fortnite on Xbox Lives. That's what keeps me going throughout the hard times. Absolutely. So I didn't really know who you were. I saw that you were Pittsburgh's okayest priest, which, by the way, like that alone is what got a follow from me. I didn't even see any of your tweets at the beginning. I just I was just like, this guy's got to be cool. And then I thought you were pretty cool because we were going to play Fortnite together, and then we were. And then you sent me this link to this <laughs> podcast that you made. Um so I want to play a few clips of it, but I want you to set it up. What was the idea behind this? Why did you do it? Uh, what what were you even thinking? <laughs> yeah, so if if you're on Twitter and you're Catholic, you probably know about this guy, uh, Tommy Ty. And he wrote a book or something based on Twitter. I don't know. But he does these um, these podcasts, kind of reading tweets, say things are good or funny or relevant, all that kind of stuff. And um, I like to hate on it, even though it's a really cool thing. And I was complaining that he wasn't tweeting my my more edgy tweets, right? My things I think is really good. And then someone on Twitter suggested, I think it was that this is Father Dan as well, said, how about you make a podcast where you're just screaming your own tweets the entire time? <laughs> and I thought about it. I'm like, that would be the most fun. A priest literally just screaming out his own tweets, proclaiming how great he is. How funny is that? So that's. That's why I did. Here, here it is. And I think one of the re the first reason I like this is because it's dang hilarious. It is so <laughs> funny. I'm going to share a few clips of it. My wife and I listened to it. Like, we left the Xbox Live party that I was with you in. And I put I had one headphone in my ear. She had one in hers. And we were just dying laughing. And I got back into the Xbox Live party just, like, laughing. Y'all were like, where'd you go? And I was like, I was just listening to your podcast. Hilarious. So, I want to share a few of my favorite clips. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. Moment of truth. If Christian art teaches us anything, it's that Jesus had long hair but never put it into a bun. That's right! No Christian should ever put his hair into a man bun! Do you stand by that statement? No Christian should ever put his hair into a man bun. I really, I really do. I think it's a dumb... I mean... Yes, it's a dumb look, and Jesus never did it. He had long hair. He did just fine without putting his hair in a bun. I think that's good advice for every Christian. See, how do you know that? How do you know that Jesus never put his hair into a bun? Because he told me. He told you? 
I'm a very mystical person. I've had really beautiful mystical experiences with Jesus Christ, and one of them was him explaining how he did his hair. So that's how that works. See, that would have been funny if you ever said, I have only ever had one mystical experience of Jesus. <laughs> and he told me, I never wore man buns. Go proclaim hey. this to the world, my okayest priest. I can't choose what the Lord gives me. That's what he gave me, and I'm very, very thankful for it. So, <laughs> so silly. All right, speaking of silly, let's keep going. Here's my, here's my second second clip. What liberal trash hole seminary? Oh, we have to set this up. We have to set this up. So oh, yeah. this this is the section of your podcast where um, you are reading mean tweets sent to you. And this is one of yeah. them. Did you attend? The Catholic University of America is looking at you at CC So multiple layers to this one. First of all, the, the voice that was used for that was just tremendous. I know your brother helped you with a lot of this. It's so funny. Yeah. So somebody asked you, what liberal trash hole university did you go to? And you respond mm -hmm. with just pure patriotism. And you're like <laughs> probably one of the mo more well-known Catholic universities in the United States. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious uh, because Catholic university, the theology program there is, is excellent. And I know that... Uh, uh, Pecknell is on uh, Twitter, so I had to shout him out as well. And uh, I think the only way to react to to angry, dumb tweets like that is just to just to revel in it and to make a podcast about it. And to make a podcast, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're continuing to get to know you through this crazy show. Here's the next clip. Man, I'm getting a lot of likes from Prost and Twitter lately. Just so you know, every time you like a Catholic tweet, the Pope infallibly frees one soul from purgatory and gives a 5% discount on indulgences. Hashtag real Catholic facts. A 5% <laughs> discount on indulgences. So here's, what, here's what's happening. People are liking you from the Protestant world and you just want to ruin all that immediately. I mean, if you can't make fun of your brothers, then they're not brothers. That's how I see things. And they follow <laughs> me anyway, and might as well say the most absurd, over-the-top, classically wrong Catholic thing. And that's that's what I composed. So it was it was hilarious. We we died laughing at that part. That was that was probably <laughs> my favorite of these clips. And then at the end, uh, so one one of the things that uh, that Tommy Ty, you you were saying that you were getting mad that he wasn't sharing your edgier tweets. I've, yes. I've never had a tweet shared in it at all, and I, I'm just angry as well. I had him on the yeah. I had him on the show, and I you know, put him on the hot seat, and he was like, "Nope, I'm not going to put your tweets in there." I was like, <laughs> Th "Thanks." I, I, I he's the king of Catholic Twitter, and I'm just a lowly peasant. I don't have enough followers like you. So, uh, here's the final clip. You, Tommy Ty, is widely known as the king of Catholic Twitter, and here is your response while you're parody doing a parody of his show. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we have all been waiting for, we crown this week and every week's King of Catholic Twitter! It's me! Yes! It's Okay, my only follow-up question to this is, where the heck did you record this podcast? You're just a yeah. priest yelling so, stuff. My my brother actually works for the diocese, and he does all this um, media stuff for them. So he had some equipment, had some mics. I did it at his house. 
And so we just kind of knocked it out in like four hours and uh, started screaming in his house. And uh, that particular last bit was all done in, in one take. And uh, it was it was a good time. Does he have a wife? Does he have children? Does he have neighbors? Are there dogs in the neighborhood? Like, how did this <laughs> not bother everyone? He's currently single. And uh, so for all the ladies out there, if you want to meet a good Catholic guy at Papa Shraba, send him a tweet, send him a DM. Uh, but uh, I wasn't thinking about other people. Uh, that's kind of like the theme of, whole podca- of my own podcast was, you know, I'm just going to do this. And uh, that's what happened. And it went so well that you just made a hundred more episodes. Congratulations on your hundredth episode. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've never done another one. <laughs> so you no, just, I have just vague did the one. plans to do another one, but uh, in the beginning of the podcast, it says it comes out whenever the heck I feel like it. <laughs> so I've been very clear about when the podcast comes out. Okay, so here's what we got to do. We got to keep going on this okay. idea of priest first because you've you've been a priest now i think your two-year anniversary is when uh june 25th it's coming up coming up so congratulations we'd give you a round of applause but uh our sound effects are turned off because oh we're we're just we're just actually clapping for you wow (laughs) you are the only person that could hear the producer clapping because that sound is not going into the recording so that was literally (laughs) just for you So, priest first, what are some of the things that you have done that you think are the first time in the internal priesthood to ever have been done by a priest? I think uh, there's a thing that's it's a pretty good chance I was the first one. I almost made, I almost consecrated a slushie what? Uh, at Mass. <laughs> How? Yeah, so... What liberal trash hole a... university did you I know, to? right? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. But uh, so I'd say uh, about five Sunday masses a weekend, which is a lot. And I was at my my third one for the day or whatever. And mass is going along just fine. Sir brings me over the craft that we hold the wine in. And it's it's a metal one. So I can't see what's in there. And I start pouring in the wine. I'm like, wow, this feels really heavy. There must be a lot of wine in there. But not a lot of wine is coming out. So I just keep pouring it more and more and more. And all of a sudden... This slush ball of wine comes crashing into the chalice. Wine goes all over the altar. And for just a split second, I gave up. I gave up on the priesthood. I gave up on mass. I just, I just, I quit. Because I realized in that moment what had happened. We keep our wine in a refrigerator, which you don't need to do. And for some reason, someone just turned the power up on that fridge and froze the wine in the carafe. And so, who's going to fix this? I have to fix this. So I go back, I get new wine. I, I was very careful with my consecration, uh, but uh, no one knew what was going on. They just saw me running back and forth. Uh, <laughs> the priest left. But, what is he doing? Yeah, I think that might have been a first. So he, I play music, and I play a lot of music for Mass. If I was the musician at that Mass, while you're trying to figure it out, and there's literally wine slash almost Jesus's blood on the yeah. altar. I would have just started playing. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it would have been a fun and you would have probably quit the priesthood. <laughs> yes. All right. I think we got time for one more, one more first as a Catholic priest. Okay. This isn't, I thought this was a first, but I have to say this. So, it was after an evening mass, and it was particularly spiritual. Sometimes the Lord kind of lets you in on what you're doing, and it was one of those moments. It was really beautiful. And at the end of the mass, this lady comes up to me, 
And people get real nervous when they talk to priests, even if they're like stupid ones like me. And so she's very, very hesitant. She says, Father, I think there's something you need to know. And I was like, what? And she said, somebody pooped down the stairs. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, someone pooped down the stairs. And I thought to myself, I, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that at all. Sure enough, I go to the stairwell and, and out the door, down the stairs, and out of the church was a trail. It was, it was poop. And I was like, okay, who's going to clean this up? I guess I do. So I did that. So I get back to the rectory, and I live with two other priests. And I tell them this story, thinking that they've never heard of anything like this. And then they proceed to tell me like several stories of the various bodily fluids they've had to clean up, clean up in a church, like just fecal matter, blood, everything that they've had to clean up. I was like, nobody told me about this. There was not seminary. a class in seminary on this. Exactly. Not. So, well, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sorry for you. It's very sad. I'm very hurt for you. Well, Hey, we are out of time. This, 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 particular. <laughs> We are out of time. Go follow this guy. Uh, what's, what's your Twitter handle, man? It is at Father Sharapa. Sharapa is S-C-I-A-R-A-P-P-A. At Father Sharapa. That's there awesome. Hey, thanks so much for your time. This was a blast. We love your podcast. We love you on Twitter. Go follow this guy. He is so much fun. Uh, go listen to the whole podcast. It's called The Flu. You can find it on his on his Twitter. You can search him on SoundCloud. It is so dang funny. And we will be back for our final episode of the evening in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Taylor. Aren't you glad I'm not using voice modulation between these two segments? You're welcome, friends. Hey, I just wanted to stop and take a moment to tell you to go visit the website for all your Forte Catholic needs. F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com. You can find old podcast episodes. You can find info on my music, on my speaking. You can find booking information. If you want me to come out to your parish or to ask an event or school, I would love to go check it out. F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. It's your host, Taylor Stroll, in the studio, talking into your ear holes. Oh, yeah. All right. We are back for our final segment of today's show. For those of you who listen on the podcast, you hear me just about every week pleading for two things. Just two. Just two things. I do this show. Uh, out of the kindness of my heart, Sam, our, our lovely producer, does this show out of the kindness of her heart, and I told her she'd be fired from her actual job if she didn't do it. Uh, also, our guests do this out of the kindness of their heart. Everybody does this out of the kindness of their heart. And I ask just two things in return. Number one, see, it's a Catholic th- show, you'd think I'd say prayers. No. The thing that I'm going to say is r- reviews on iTunes. That's how that's how podcasts get shared. That's how people find out about podcasts. If you want to share your faith and you're not good at it, 
You can share your faith by sharing my podcast of me sharing the faith. Therefore, you are fulfilling the Great Commission from Matthew 28, chapter or chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, simply by sharing my podcast, by giving it a review. It helps other people find it. This is how you can do ministry today. It'll take you 30 seconds, and then you can go back to Netflix. So the second thing that I'm always asking for is is money. So so like there's this thing called Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but uh the Catholic Church used to be this great patron of the arts. The Michelangelos and the Beethovens were all musicians and artists which within the Catholic Church and designed some of our most beautiful buildings, wrote some of our most beautiful mass parts, wrote some of our most beautiful hymns, and the church would would support it. Would support the truth, beauty and goodness in this art. I am the Michelangelo and Beethoven of Catholic podcasting. So if you would like to be just like the Catholic Church was way back in the day, I'm also very humble, if you haven't noticed. Uh, it's a great way to show support for the show. There are things that uh, that I can't say on the radio or on the podcast that I say on Patreon. There are th- there are bonus, bonus content. You get early access to some of the interviews. You get outtakes from the beginnings of the show, the ends of the show, outtakes with me and Sam, outtakes with Kyle, our pre-show Patreon princess. You have uh, bonus content from our guests. Almost every week when we come on, I have a ridiculous conversation with our guest either before or after the actual interview. You get all that stuff. Just for th- throwing a th- few dollars Forte Catholic's way, it helps us to not lose money on the show. It helps me to take producer Sam out for a meal once a month. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you didn't know already, that should give you the hint that producer Sam runs all of our sound effects. <laughs> She's very excited about herself. Sam, do you know any other sound effects or just that one? <laughs> I really thought you were going to play the applause again. That would have been so funny. <laughs> so... One of the things on Patreon, there's multiple levels. You can you can do like a $2 level, which is just like this is a tip jar that you would give a musician walking down the street. This is the $5 level, which gets you all the, the access to the behind-the-scenes content. And then for the crazy people, there's the $20, the $20 monthly support where you get all the previous rewards. You get a hat sent your way. You get a shirt sent your way. And against my better judgment, I invite you onto the show to share why you're a supporter and to share your favorite parts about the show, ideas you have for the show, and kind of whatever you want. So without further ado, and against all of my better judgment, Brian Boudoir, (laughs) welcome back to the show. Hey. Sam, again, going back to her steady uh, applause. (laughs) If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. That's that's going to come back later. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's that's uh that's a saying that we're going to get to a little bit later. So, we are calling you Forte Catholic Super Fan Brian. How does that sit with you? Um it's a lot better than other things I've been called in my life, so I will take that. A lot better than most things you've been called by me. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, but it's your show, so I figured I'll let you control the Thank the you. image. Thank you. So, uh you really think I'm worried about my image? Have you heard my show? 
Yep. I do think it's funny that I had to literally kind of pay you to, to get that compliment or a compliment. Oh, uh, we're just getting started, buddy. <laughs> uh, let's knock you down a peg already. I told you this earlier. You already have some competition within our office. I think you were the number one Forte Catholic super fan. There's a new up and comer, our new friend Adam, who just joined the staff a few weeks ago. Adam comes into my office. And I didn't realize what he was doing at first. About a week ago, he comes into my office on a Tuesday. 17. And I said, what? <laughs> and then a few days later, 24. And then we just walked by. Adam, come here. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, that's how many episodes. That's the episode that I am on of Forte Catholic. He just met me a few weeks ago. We started working together. And it's been about three weeks. And Brian, you were standing there as we were actually planning tonight's show. And Adam came by and said the number 72, and you had heard none of this. Nope. And I told you that's the show that he had just listened to. He has listened to 72 episodes of my show in three weeks. My show's almost an hour. He has listened to me for three days worth of time. Of his life. Of his life. Gone. And he said, it's all wasted. And I said, be fair, only two and a half of it was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's coming for you. So you're, he's... Given us a lot of listens. He started from the beginning. You only started whenever I ha- whenever I used your content on the show. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, yeah, the stressed out episode. Yeah, exactly. Because that's when I met you and stole all of your content, and then uh, then I made you come work for me. It's, it's a great story. <laughs> yeah. No, I volunteered the stressed out content. Everything after that has been stolen. You didn't volunteer. I asked you for it, and you were like, "Yeah, sure. Don't beat me up." Okay. <laughs> so you became a supporter on Patreon. Why the heck did you choose? to become a Patreon supporter. Yeah, well, I chose to become a Patreon supporter because one thing I've seen in my time growing up in the Catholic Church, um, in ministry, and um, you know, part of my testimony is that I left the Catholic Church for non-denominational church for a while. And one thing I've seen outside of the Catholic Church is they do um, a very good job of supporting um, just artists in their church, whether it be speakers, podcasters, musicians. They do such a good job. And it's Catholic Church. That used to be you know, our forte, you know, that used to be our thing to, <laughs> I see you looking at me, we're using that phrase, but yeah, that used to be our thing. We used to be big supporters of the arts. And I just really believe that a lot of times Catholics, we complain so, complain so much about uh, not having good ministry, um, but we just don't really invest in it. You know, we get what we pay for and as Catholics, we're really, really bad at investing and I just love what you do. And you've connected me with so many other Catholic ministers I wouldn't have known about. I've learned so much from the show um, I feel like if we want, you know, really good uh, media, like we need to invest in it. Well, good. Thank you. And you used that moment very well because you knew I couldn't say a rebuttal as I was literally thanking you and you were pledging your support for the show. But that was a really bad dad joke and I really <laughs> wanted to make fun of you. <laughs> Absolutely. How Patreon works is there's different goals, right? There was the $20 goal that was like, this is just the amount of stuff that I have to pay every year. $20 a month is like, what, $240? That's about what I have to pay to keep the podcast up and going, to keep the website up, all of these things, right? So I was like, I just want to not lose money. And then the next $20 a month, if we hit $40 a month, producer Sam, I, I would pay her with one meal per month. That would be her stipend for... for Pushing one button over and over and over again on the show. Tonight, as we sit here, Sam and I just finished our first official Patreon dinner 
because after sitting at $36 for months, Brian put us over the edge. And now Sam, producer Sam, gets a meal. Sam, (laughs) I I don't know who that's supposed to be. Sam, why don't you use your words? (laughs) Sam, oh Sam, you're muted. Here oh, you go. You muted me. I did. It's what I do. That's sad. How do you feel that you're finally getting paid very minimally for doing this show? I feel full. Yeah, those were really it good. Was More ways really than one. Good. <laughs> I feel complete. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, we have to do this. What were some of your favorite moments from the show? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of favorite moments. I think most consistent favorite moments is just the random scriptural insights. Or liturgical insights that literally only you would have. Like I remember, there was an episode where you posited in the Acts of the Apostles that one of the people that Philip converted thought the Christians had superpowers. Yes, I do remember <laughs> this. Yeah, yes. I remember that one. So, so there's been that. Um, there's been just some amazing guests on the show. Um, I really love hearing about uh, other Catholic podcasts, other Catholics who are doing amazing things in the ministry world that I wouldn't have heard about otherwise. Um, like we had Tony Vicinda on the show. Um, haven't listened to this podcast yet, podcast yet, but I've been wanting to for a while. We'll let it that out. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> His podcast is great. I absolutely love it. Um, so it's ironic because that's one of my favorite parts of the show is I'm yeah. I'm getting to talk to people that I'd never ever ever get to talk to before. Like Tim Staples should not be talking to me. Like there's no reason he should be talking to me. But I have a radio show and I asked him to come on to the show and therefore he did and he called me bro. I mean like that's it was a dream come true for me, right? Yep. Um any other favorite moments from the show or is that it? No. <laughs> um I am a huge fan of the Patreon the Patreon pre-show princess. What's the name of it? Yeah, the the pre-show Patreon princess. He likes to call those plosives because you can't say peas into microphones. I didn't know that. Yeah, because it makes but that no. weird sound that huh. I just made over and over again into your <laughs> ear holes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here we go. Those are your favorite moments. Your your favorite. Who was your favorite guest? Um, ooh, my favorite guest. You were a guest. You can't say yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think like, what did I come on the show for? Earlier. I think it was, was it a Lenten episode? I have no idea. I don't remember <laughs> the things that I do about the show. That's been my favorite part of like Adam listening to the show. He says 72 and I have to go back. What did I say back then? I have no idea. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't think anything tops the Father Jared Cook episode. Oh man. That was so much fun. I absolutely love that guy. It's one of my favorite episodes as well. Um, worst thing I've ever said on the air. Worst thing I've ever said. Oh, on the air. I thought you were going to say worst thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> no, you can't answer that question <laughs> on the air. <laughs> uh, the worst thing you've ever said on the air. Um, it's probably one of the things I appreciate the most, but there was, <laughs> like, there was an episode where you went to some church. I can't remember where it was. Maybe around San Antonio. Oh, no. <laughs> and you talked about the music at the mass. And I was in my car listening to it. And uh, as you were saying it, I was cringing, but also like, I wanted to applaud, but I feel <laughs> guilty about doing it. Like somehow, like, like some of my guardian angel would smack me in the face, you know, for applauding you criticizing this musician. But I've been to so many masses like that that I couldn't help but, you yeah. know, hilarious. Just feel vindicated. That, that was one of those things that I was like, yeah, how? Sam sits here and I'm like, I don't know what I can say and Sam's eyes tell me I talked yeah. about that in the in the last episode when Sam wasn't here like she gives me the eyes when I know I'm like going spiraling down a yeah. road that I can't go um, so if you were in charge of the show yes if, so for those we talked about Patreon 
if there is a level on Patreon that if anyone would like to give me $1 million a month (laughs) indefinitely, you now own the Forte Catholic Show. I will go away. I will never do radio again. (laughs) And you will be in charge of the show. Just if you, if you, you, all you have to do is give me a million dollars a month. That's it. Until I die. So if you were in charge, if you had a million dollars and for some stupid reason you decided to give it to me every month, <laughs> um, what would you do with the show if you were in charge? Oh, uh, well, a few segments I would definitely have is one thing. Uh, a lot of you guys know that Taylor's a huge sports fan, sports fan, video games fan, um, and very closely follows the NBA finals. And I would love, so just when if you had watched the past NBA finals with a microphone near you, <laughs> I would just love to hear a live recording of your commentary, frustration, thoughts during the entire previous NBA finals. So game one of the NBA finals. Let's let's just say this. I it would not have been good if we recorded it. At one point I slammed my iPad down onto my <laughs> sofa. I was so angry. So it would not have been good. Did, did your kids see that? Uh, no, they were asleep. Praise. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, my wife watched some of the game with me and then was smart enough at some point to leave the room <laughs> because she's a very smart woman. Oh, man. This would not have gone well. This is why I run the show and not you because, she's <laughs> Louise, I don't think I'd ever be invited to do anything ever again. But knowing myself well enough, Brian, w- would you believe that I, actu- that I actually didn't watch games three and four because I knew myself and it would have not gone well? No, I, I know that because whenever I asked you, that's exactly what you said <laughs> yeah. at the office. Nope, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. After game one, uh, I, was, I watched game two, but after game one, I was done. So were the Cavs, actually. I know. It was so disappointing because I had so many great jokes lined up, so many great jabs, and you just shut them all down by not <laughs> yeah. participating. So sh- shut up, Brian. That's, that's, our, uh, <laughs> that's our tagline around the office. <laughs> uh, what else would you do? What's uh, another idea you have? Yeah. Well, I love the ministry madness bracket. I think it's gone really well. Uh, but one thing I would love is to get more input from the participants in the ministry mag- madness bracket. Like if somebody got knocked out in the first round, like I want to hear their thoughts on whether they felt that was justified. They think that we're all stupid for not voting for them. Uh, I want to hear their thoughts about why they think they should move on. Why should I vote for them? Uh, but especially afterwards, I want to hear their reactions to how they felt about their performance in the bracket. Yeah. It's an absolutely hilarious idea. And we've done this in pieces with a few different guests that just happen to come on after the bracket. And most of the people that come on are not the people that have done well. So I've had to <laughs> shy away from it. It's like, well, you got 60, 67th place and there were only 64 people. <laughs> okay. Here's the last thing that we're going to do today. You have a final, you have a final idea for a segment. You gave me this about a month ago, and I just haven't, I haven't had the time or the energy or the wherewithal to come up with it yet. This entire segment is based around our producer, Samantha Shepard. Sam, would, hey, you Sam. Like, would you like to just come down to that microphone real quick? <laughs> Join us. I think the microphone came down to me because I'm, I'm short. <laughs> you are very short. So, <laughs> Brian, what is, what is your idea and where did this come from? Oh, I didn't realize you're going to make me be the one to say this. Hey, Sam. So one of my favorite moments that I didn't say earlier was there is a time on the show uh, when you um, said a phrase that pretty much all of us know. Uh, we found out that Sam didn't know. It was something about like you are the average of the five people 
that you spend the most time around. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was actually like sharing something from my heart, and I was like, you know, everybody hears like you you are the show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You are the sum total of the five friends that you are closest with. And I was trying to make this big point, and Sam was like, no, no one's ever heard that. I'm like, Sam, you're the only person <laughs> that has never heard that. So Brian, Sam has no idea what this is, but Brian has this great, uh, had this great idea for a list of sayings that we're going to go through to see which ones you have heard. Oh, no. And which ones you I have been waiting for this. Yep. Sounds bad. And Taylor, at what point are you going to recall that when Sam did list her five favorite people that you were not one of them? (laughs) (laughs) Or five people you spend the most time around? This is actually all payback. Yeah, this is the the dig. All right. So uh, do you have the list ready, Brian? Uh, Yes. Okay. We'll we'll take turns on this. So you've got a couple and I've got a couple. Why don't you uh, throw out the first one? Sam, you have to tell us if you know this. It's a common phrase. Do you know this? And what do you think it means? Is it is it actually common? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. To to most people, not to okay. you. Okay. Just want to make sure. Cool. All right. I'm gonna start with, try to start with the easy ones. If you try to chase two rabbits, you won't catch either of them. So have you heard this? Have I ever heard that? No. If you chase two rabbits, what? Yeah. If you if a man tries to chase two rabbits, he will not catch either of them. Okay, I think I know what it means. Okay, what do you think it means? You, you can't have too many dreams. Correct. Or you'll lose all of the dreams. There you go. So you're all for one. <laughs> but I I've, think nev- it's, I've never heard that before. I think it's more about ha- having not having too many goals. I think, um, I mean, you're a fan of Greatest Showman, right? I mean, yes. a, mil- a Million Dreams is one of your favorite songs? It's true. Yes. Uh, have you ever heard, Samantha... Fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, a youth, she's in youth ministry. Of course she has. Okay, so that's that's one for two. What do you think that one means? Um, that's when you're just kind of going with the flow. What? Yeah, which is, you know that one because that's what we do with literally every show that we record here. Sounds about right. Brian, your turn. <laughs> this is a more funny one. Uh, you can pick your friends. You can pick your nose. But you can't pick your friend's nose. <laughs> I've heard you say that, I think. Have you said that, Taylor? Me? No, that would be more of a Josh who was on last week. Oh, maybe it was Josh. Your, repl- my re- your replacement for last week. That's right. You've heard that one? I've heard that one before. What does it mean? Uh, you can <laughs> pick your friend's, but it's weird to pick your friend's nose. No, it? it means don't pick people's noses. That's what that means. Okay, so, you, so, you're, so you're two for three. We'll give you that one. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, let's see. My next one. It's raining cats and dogs. Oh, it's raining really hard. Okay. You know that one. Yeah. So three out of four. Do, and bonus points. Do you have any idea why that, uh, where that phrase came from? No. I, I actually read it in preparation for the show. <laughs> so apparently in storms, like tornadoes and large storms, uh, frogs would be picked up into the air, like mm-hmm. into the clouds, oh, wow. and then would be rained back down. It's an actual phenomenon that has happened in the world. Like, think about like frogs raining down on you. Crazy, right? So, has like, this happened to cats and dogs? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> that would be I got hilarious. Really though. sad. So, yeah, it's just a dog up there in some tornado. No. So, like, they took that common, that common thing. Not common. It's actually kind of rare from frogs, but real occurrence. 
and just kind of applied it to cats and dogs. I thought that like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. All right, Brian, your turn. Uh, speaking of stupidest things I've ever heard in my life, Brian. Hey. Oh. <laughs> um, if you can't beat them, join them. Okay, I've heard that one before, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what it means. <laughs> if you can't beat them up, then you just join their gang. Uh, essentially, right? Okay. If, 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 like, if a bunch of bullies are bullying you, if you can't beat them, join them at their game. So it can be applied to like bullies and as a child. Uh, but like here at Forte Catholic, we're not pro bullies except for me bullying Brian. That's the only bullying <laughs> that we accept, or Sam, whatever. Yep. Um, it would also apply if you're Kevin Durant. Th- I knew that's why you brought that up. You hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Um, here you go. Uh, by the skin of your teeth. Um, I think I've heard that one before. You think or you know? There's no. There's no guessing. <laughs> Either well, this is something you've heard, or you're like, that's weird. Well, okay, I'm pretty sure I've heard that one before. I just don't know what it means. Okay. We're going to not give you the point on that one. Dang one it. Four out of six. <laughs> so uh, I think this is one of the weirdest phrases because it's like, I don't have skin on my teeth. Mm-hmm. I looked up the origin before the show. Brian, do you know the origin of this saying? Not a clue. I, I did not either, to be absolutely fair. This is actually scriptural. No act- way. It actually comes from the Bible. In the book of Job, chapter 19, verse 20. It had to be Old Testament. It, it had to be Job. <laughs> it's one of his complaints. It's like, oh, by the skin of my teeth. It's like, God's like, you don't have teeth. Stop complaining. Uh, oh, he doesn't have teeth? You don't have skin on his teeth. Sorry. Did oh, I say you don't have, have teeth? He didn't have he teeth. He probably lost his teeth. He lost everything else. I was about to say, that's just so he, sad. He said, my bone, my bone clings to my skin and to my flesh. And I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> the phrase suggests something so thin and elusive that it's not subst- that it's insubstantial. It's like, yeah. So wow. it's like it's so insubstantial that it literally doesn't exist. Hmm. All right, Brian, one from you. Blood is thicker than water. That's about the family. About the family. So you have heard this one before? Yeah, yeah. Five out of seven. All right, I gotta try I'm to find I'm nailing this. I gotta try to find one to to stump you. Here we go. I actually think you might have heard this one. This sounds like something you would say. Not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't think I've ever said that before, but isn't that where it's like, it's not not my problem. Right. So you've heard that? Yeah. You've actually, what about uh, carrying your heart on your sleeve? Well, I've always, I never heard carrying your heart on your sleeve. My parents always said that I carry my feelings on my sleeve. It's like the, it's like the same thing. Oh, okay. It's like, so it's close enough. We'll give you half a point. So you nailed did, it. You did a lot better. Maybe than I y'all should you come doing. up with harder sayings, or maybe you guys were wrong, and really, I know more about sayings. Things. I'm never wrong. This is my radio show. <laughs> All right. So it's another great show today. I want to thank Brian for coming in, Father Anthony. It was a blast. I want to thank Sam for letting us poke fun at her. It's nice to have her back. It's not going to take me nine hours to record this show tonight. We'll be back next week. See ya! I don't know if you guys noticed, but segment three was a lot longer today than normal. It's because we had terrible, terrible technical difficulties, and producer Sam can't count using math. So...
All of that is captured on Patreon. There's so much great stuff behind the scenes with Father Anthony today, behind the scenes of my absolute meltdown when things weren't going well. Head on over to patreon.com slash Catholic or go to fortecatholic.com slash support. Go support the show, throw a few dollars, and you get amazing, amazing rewards just like hearing me just yell and laugh. It's It was a wreck, I promise. Peace. See you next week.